What is up, sports fans? Thanks for tuning in. My name is Fry. I am the host of the Sports by Fry podcast. Today, I am talking all things NBA. There's only about two weeks left in the NBA season. Sadly, that means if your team's not going to make the playoffs, you've only got about seven or eight games left, so make sure you tune in to watch your favourite squad play. There's a long six-month off-season on the way, so yeah, get behind your boys, follow them right to the end. I made my All-NBA picks this week. I did my four, did my guards on Sunday and my forwards later in the week. So you can check out the Sports by Fry website to find them at sportsbyfry.com. I also did my Major League Baseball preview. I'm not the world's biggest baseball fan, but I've started to slowly follow the sport. It's pretty interesting. It's a bit of a slow burn, but I'm starting to really get into it. Opening day is tomorrow. It's currently 7.30 Toronto time, so this time tomorrow the baseball will be well underway. So like I said, if you're interested in reading any of those pieces, make sure you visit sportsbyfry.com. Without further ado, let's get into it. I'm going to dive right in and look at the bottom of the standings. We've been talking about the playoffs for ages in the NBA. We know who's going to play in the playoffs. We're going to see those teams for another couple of months. But I want to look at the teams who've been tanking. Or actually, the teams who've been failing to tank. So as it stands right now, Phoenix is at the bottom of the league. And they're followed closely by Memphis, Atlanta, and then we've got in a bunch, Dallas, Brooklyn, Sacramento, New York, Chicago, Orlando. All those teams are racing towards the bottom in the hope of securing a top pick in this year's NBA draft. So of course, that means the NBA teams want to be losing as much as possible, right? The more you lose, the better chances you have in the lottery of getting a top pick. A team like the Sacramento Kings, they really need a franchise player. Darren Fox could develop into an all-star, and he looks pretty good, but they lack a true franchise player. So please, tell me why, Sacramento, you are 6-8 and eight in the month of March. You're meant to be losing as many games as you possibly can to try and get a better pick or as good a draft pick as you can, and yet this month they've beaten the likes of the Warriors, they've beaten Miami, I'm pretty sure it was in Miami. I made the joke with Jake on our Sunday sit-down asking if we knew any Sacramento Kings fans and we quickly came to the conclusion that we don't. And there's a good reason why. The poor Sacramento fans, they seem like they've been tortured for years. Not since the early 2000s when Mike Bibby and Chris Webber were playing good have the Kings actually been relevant. Boogie tried, but I don't even think he made the playoffs as a King. So they have gone through some serious tough times in the last decade which you think would mean that the front office would try to tank and get a better draft pick. But I have no idea why they've won six games in the month of March. I don't think the rest of the seven teams in that little group at the bottom of the ladder have combined to win six games. The New York Knicks are another team who are trying to tank but are doing a terrible job of it. Once Paul Zingas went down, they lost 14 of their next 15. So Knicks fans were rejoicing, fist pumping into the air. Finally, they might be looking at another good draft pick to secure another player to put alongside Porzingis. They scored Frankie Natilakina, Frankie Smokes, um, in last year's draft with the eighth or ninth pick. And they added Emmanuel Moutier at the trade deadline. So they have some nice young pieces, but they really need another all-star, another star talent next to Paul Zingas if they're going to be relevant in New York. 
But once again, they decided to start winning. They've won three of their last six. They beat Washington in Washington the other day in a close game. Why? You're not gaining anything by continuing to win. You're only removing yourself from the chances of getting a better draft pick. The Memphis Grizzlies lost close to 20 games in a row recently. I think it was the start of February. They started their run, or closer to January. And as a result, they find themselves sitting inside the top three for projected lottery picks. It makes no sense for an NBA team who's trying to get a true superstar, or another superstar in the Knicks case, for them to be winning. I, it baffles me. It really does. Speaking of the Memphis Grizzlies, just quickly, they... Uh, have had wins over Denver and Minnesota in their last two wins. So you might be saying, oh, they should be losing those games as well. But they have lost 20 of their last 22. So if they win against Denver and they win against Minnesota, I can give them a pass. I understand that sometimes GMs and owners and coaches, players too, feel pressure to win. And they're, obviously you can't lose every game. It's impossible. Philly tried, but they still managed to win seven or nine or whatever it was a couple of years ago. So there are some games that you're going to win, it's inevitable. But it just doesn't make sense for a team like the Kings or the Knicks, who really have been out of the playoffs for a considerable amount of time, to be trying to win. Or not maybe trying to win, but recording wins. Memphis is fielding virtually a G League team in an effort to tank. So the other two teams need to step up their game, or they could find themselves overtaken by the likes of the Bulls, or even the Lakers, Charlotte, who knows. I'm not going to talk a lot about the playoff teams, but looking out west, there's one playoff team in particular, well, they're currently a playoff team, that alarm bells should be ringing for. Ever since Jimmy Butler's gone down, the Minnesota Timberwolves haven't been playing as good. It's understandable. Butler's arguably the best two-way player in the game. And if he's not, he's definitely in the conversation. Halfway through the year, I flagged that Tibbs was playing his bench almost like a historically low amount. Wiggins, Butler, Towns, Jeff Teague, Taj Gibson, all these guys are playing upwards of 36 to 40 minutes a night. And it's not a recipe for success over a whole 82-game season. It's a long, long season. But even when Butler went down, Tibbs stuck to his guns and kept playing his guys, opting not to use his bench, and I think it could come back to bite him. Minnesota plays the fewest bench minutes in the league by a considerable margin. So it's no surprise to learn that their stars are starting to get tired down the stretch. Ever since they beat Golden State a few weekends ago, their defense has looked awful. Cat's starting to look slow. Wiggins looks disinterested and really didn't develop into the player we thought he would be this year. And as a result, the Timberwolves have the third worst defensive efficiency in the past seven games. It's no surprise to learn that they haven't won a lot games and they are barely clinging onto a playoff spot by just one one and a half games over the likes of the Clippers and the Nuggets. Don't rule out the Timberwolves completely missing the playoffs. Their players are getting tired, Tibbs needs to lean on his bench more or it could really cost Minnesota big time. So that's enough about the Timberwolves for now. I want to quickly just touch on the MVP race. James Harden's going to win the MVP. There's no way in the world that anyone else will win the MVP this year, period. However, the race for the second spot in the MVP rankings is actually pretty interesting. LeBron, like usual, is always in the conversation, but this year there's a couple of other players who've probably shined a little bit more than King James. My pick of the bunch would have to be Portland Trailblazers All-Star Damian Lillard. Since the All-Star break, Portland is 14-2, and, and the only two losses they have have come to Houston and Boston. 
Two teams that are probably in the discussion to win their division and will probably be in the discussion to make their conference finals this year. Lillard has looked nuts in the last month or so. Ridiculous. He's averaging close to 30 points a game, but it's not just his offense that's making him look really good. His defense efficiency has gone up heaps. He's kind of benefited from Portland playing better defense as a team. And obviously, if a team plays better defense, it's going to bump up your numbers. But watching Lillard play defense, he looks a lot more engaged. He's not getting blown by defenders as easily as he had in the past. He's not a terrible defender by any means, but he's never been a great defender. So to see him trying a lot harder on defense is obviously helping Portland win more games, which is obviously increasing his chances of being in the MVP discussion. When I'm trying to dissect who I think is the MVP, I like to talk about two things. Putting up big numbers and winning lots of games. Damian Lillard is ticking both boxes easily. Other guys in the discussion like Anthony Davis and DeMar DeRozan are really only ticking one of the two boxes. The Brow was putting up some crazy numbers. I think in February he was the first player to average 35 and 10 for a month. Something stupid like that. He's putting up video game like numbers every night. But his Pelicans are only 5 and 5 in their last 10 and they really have slipped out of the discussion for a home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. DeMar DeRozan, on the other hand, he's ticking the wins box, but he doesn't have as many dominant numbers. At the start of the year, closer to 2018 and late 2017, he looked unstoppable. He was hitting threes. No one could stop him. He averaged close to 30 points for about a whole month's stretch. But in the last few months, his numbers have kind of slowly dropped off. I think in the last two months, he's only averaging roughly 21 points. So he's not really in the same discussion as Lillard, in my opinion. There's no doubt the Raptors are going to be a team to beat this year. Speaking of the Raptors, actually, I really hope that the Cavaliers can face them in the second round rather than the Eastern Conference Finals. Why? Because it's going to be much cheaper for me to go and watch the Cavs play the Raptors in Round 2 compared to the Conference Finals. So I know Cleveland's playing the Hornets right now, and while I don't think Kemba can beat us, stranger things have happened, so hopefully the Cavs can lock themselves in that fourth seed Philly or Washington, the Pacers, whoever wants the third seed, they can have it. They can play Boston in the next round and I can happily go to a cheaper game against the Raptors in the playoffs. Before I close off the episode, I want to give a couple of shout-outs. Firstly to KD, he's coming back tomorrow night against the Bucks. That could not come at a better time for the Warriors, considering Clay and Curry are still on the bench. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Leangelo Ball, who... He's shooting his shot. He's trying to get drafted. He's declared himself eligible for the 2018 NBA draft, but that's not why he's getting a shout-out. A few hours later, playing for the random Lithuanian team that he's representing, he scored 72 points. 72! Now, that sounds like an incredible feat, until you realise the 72 points he scored came against a team that's in a really low level of competition, plays very bad defence, Oh yeah, and they are a youth squad for one of the Chinese teams. A youth squad. He was playing against kids. No wonder he scored 72. I could score 72. Uh, okay, I couldn't. But anyone could almost score 72 points against the Chinese youth squad. Finally, before I go, I have to give out a couple of happy birthdays. First one goes out to Luke Walton, the Lakers head coach. The next one is for Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. Happy birthday. And even though it is a Sports by Fry episode, it wouldn't be complete without a shout-out to a true star celebrity. Today, 
Vince Vaughn, the man, the myth, the legend, turns 48. Happy birthday, Vince. That pretty much wraps up another episode of the Sports by Fry podcast. Once again, thanks for tuning in. If you listen to the podcast on iTunes, make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a rating and review, and until next time, peace.